you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com. One place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Fantasy freaks and geeks, what's up? We welcome you to the NFL Fantasy Live podcast. James, go here with you. Joined alongside by the whiz kid from Wisconsin, Alex Gelhar. What's cracking? Feeling a lot better about this Monday than I was an hour and a half ago when we were starting this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> or an hour ago, rather. Or an hour ago. All right. We had some technical difficulties. Yeah, we did. We had, we had to some, reset the machine. Some, some tech difficulties. Simulation. Sure. Uh, we've got uh, not Alfred Marsh. We've got uh, Matt Franchise. No way we can recapture that. No, uh, we can't. But yeah. dang. Uh, it is. Well, you know, I'm Fra- still going to say it. Oh, gonna sure. Slip Absolutely. What up? Hey, what's going on, pal? What up? You feeling good? We were making fun of the way Al Michaels yeah. says Alfred Morris. Maris? Maris. Maris. Okay, got it's it. It's so exhausting. Can I can I ask you one question? Why do you have your collar flipped up, though? I'm cold. Okay. That, but that doesn't help you. Yeah. What? what are you talking no, about? But, I'm, but the way That's that the he has point. no, but the way he has it doesn't it's help. It's a flannel well. shirt, and it's keeping the warmth around okay. my neck. Okay. Right, fair enough. Every why? Why helps. must I be judged? <laughs> can I not be comfortable while we record? <laughs> You're under attack. You no, can't you stop keep, attacking me. It doesn't me. make any sense. I mean, how cold can it be in here? It's not cold at all. I mean, we're, we're, the rest it's, of us are. I'm cold, James. Okay. You can't control my body temperature. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> I feel attacked. All right. I'm uh, leaving. We, no, you're all right, not. Bye. Okay. Uh, we have the wide receiver prognosticator, the pride of West Virginia. We have Matt Harmon. What's going on? What's up, man? How you doing, pal? I'm I'm doing good. Okay, this good. Is, uh, it's good to be here. It's good to be talking into the mics again. Yes. <laughs> I feel, like, I feel like we've been here for 30 this days. This is quite the contrast to the first intro we, we recorded. Yes. <laughs> it's unfortunate that that's lost. Right. Producer it's Chris all right, all right. in the building. What's uh, cracking, pal? I'm exhausted. Yeah, I was going right. to say, we've, this whole, we're, we're all back here like, oh, man, what an we experience. Were we, we, yeah, we were, we were just screwing around. Chris is doing real work behind the glass, as, like, as, as, as per usual. Half as of NFL media is crowded into that place behind the, <laughs> bo- uh, behind the glass with Chris trying to figure this out Chris what's going Chris behind on. the glass. The real MVP. MVP. Kicking it with my engineer crew, but I think we got it working now. Good. And, and not only that, not only that, uh, it, we had like shadowy league figures in the building. D- decisions yeah. were potentially being made. Trying to figure stuff out. Yes. So well, it was insane. Uh, we have a big time show in front of us here today. 
We're going to be talking about every damn game. We're going to be giving you your uh, top performers. We will give you uh, your biggest disappointments. We'll talk about a fellow by the name of Ricky Seals-Jones. Uh, what? We will. We'll talk yeah, about do, him. Do we have to? We're going to talk about Shady McCoy. We'll talk about um, We'll talk about Keenan Allen emerging right. there against the Buffalo. But uh, we shall start your show, as we always do, with your top headlines. News. News, news, news. News. Breaking news. News. Uh, we'll start in Dallas. Um, Dallas has scored exactly one touchdown. Just one over their last two games. In that time span, Dak Prescott, five turnovers as well. No Tyrant Smith. No Zeke Elliott. How worried are we about the Cowboys' offense? We'll start with you, Matt Harmon. Yeah, so I think, obviously, you know, I tweeted this last night that it's it's fair to be all three of these things. Both a big Dak Prescott supporter, uh, two, really disappointed by the way the last two games have gone, and three... Uh, not feel like that this defines him, you know, for the rest of his career because we're definitely seeing takes out there like, well, obviously sure. Dak now is a fraud. He's a product of blah 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 blah. <laughs> and uh, Dak is a fraud. It's what? great. It's, it's just insane yeah, how quickly we react. And so our, our buddy, our yeah. buddy Josh Norris uh, from Roto World, he has a phrase about the NFL scouting combine. Just yes. don't count it twice. It's like so. What that means is if you think a college prospect is going to come into the combine as a big athlete, or you like this is a real athletic guy, and then he goes yeah. to the scouting combine and he kills it. Right. You don't then like add another point for athleticism like he does exactly what you think and I think that's what what happened last night with the Cowboys against the Eagles I think a lot of people expected them to get whooped by a superior team they got whooped by a superior team pretty much in the exact way that that we would have thought fair enough but from a fantasy standpoint Alex Gelhar um, I mean again moving forward they've got the Chargers they've got the Redskins they've got the Giants over their next three games from a fantasy standpoint what do we think of Dak Prescott I mean I think if you have him it's okay to start looking for other options Jacoby Brissett's coming out of his bye assuming he's cleared from concussion protocol gets a home matchup against the Titans that's a good one but the big issue with Dak right now is that, uh, you know, the, the Cowboys are not only just missing, you know, Ezekiel Elliott and Tyron Smith, but those are two of their, like, four best players. And it's exposing some holes in the roster. And Dak is struggling. He's getting pressured a lot. And the Chargers have one of the best pass rushes in the league. The Redskins right. have an underrated pass, pass rush. So it's going to be tough to trust him after two games. Like, it's not time to panic, but you want to look for other options. He still has the talent to transcend these bad matchups. And get some rushing scores and make some crazy throws. But I, I definitely think, especially with the fantasy playoffs looming, you want to potentially set yourself up for a better spot. I mean, the bottom line is when you are missing your top offensive lineman and he plays left tackle and mm-hmm. you're missing your top running back, uh, arguably your best offensive player in Ezekiel Elliott, it's just – and you're missing your, your one of your best defenders in Sean Lee as well – I, that's that's yeah. a lot to overcome, man. That is a lot to overcome. Yeah, it's not just like the Cowboys are missing their left tackle. Like, they're missing probably the best left tackle in the NFL, at least sure. up there with Joe Thomas. And that just changes the way you, you um, dole out protections. It changes right. the way you call plays. And unfortunately, I think also talking about getting exposed, I think the Dallas coaching staff has been completely exposed by mm-hmm. not being able to adjust to these changes. All right, so, Francis, let me ask you about uh, Des Bryant moving forward here. Again, those three matchups, the Chargers, the Washington Redskins, the New York football Giants, Des Bryant in week uh, 11. We're in week 11. Yes, week 11. 14 targets, 63 yards. Um, what do you think about Des moving forward? I'm a little worried about Des, I'll be honest. You mm-hmm. know, he was drafted as like a first-round, maybe second-round wide receiver. His ceiling in a standard league this year has been 12, about 12 points. He hasn't scored a touchdown since week six. Uh, and I think he had like 11 points in that game, and that was against San Francisco, which is an easy matchup for wide receivers. So I'm worried about it. Uh, he's getting the volume, like you said, 14 targets yesterday. But Ton. as Harmon was saying earlier, the efficiency hasn't been there. And 
with the Dallas offense kind of struggling, like I'm worried down the stretch about that. Just with the target volume, though, I mean, you got to feel pretty good about just the overall floor, no? Yeah. Especially in yeah. PPR, right? Sure. Like you know, sure. you're going to get you know anywhere between sixty to eighty yards. You're going to get five or five to ten receptions somewhere in that ballpark, and so. I, I guess from a safety standpoint, you feel pretty good. But, again, just one touchdown over the last two games. Yeah. I mean, and he's going to be seeing uh, elite pass rushers there against uh, – Dak Prescott is against the Chargers. <sighs> do they do it again? I don't know, man. I, it's just There's a lot of concern, certainly, um, surrounding the Cowboys offense. Uh, let me stay with you, French, and let's sure. talk about Alfred Maris. 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 18 carries. <laughs> 18 carries, 93 <laughs> yards. Alfred Maris. Unbelievable. I think Maris has been pretty good. Yeah, I think it's a good sign that Morris has had double-digit carries in each of the last two games, given that Dallas has been blown out pretty much in each of the last two games. And that's the thing, right? Right. So, you know, the volume's there. If they're actually winning in the second half of a game, you know, you can can expect 20 25, maybe 25 touches. Yeah. Uh, so, and he had 90, over 90 yards yesterday, 5.4 yards per carry. He had 4.8 yards per carry in week yeah. 10 against Atlanta. Pretty good. He's not playing badly. No. He's just kind of struggling right along as as his offense struggles. So, he's a he's a high-volume guy. You're going to flex him every week and, you know, hope he gets that, that, that volume. The Cowboys Touchdown. played the Chargers, uh, Washington, Giants, Raiders, and Seahawks the rest of the fantasy season. And, I mean, other than the Chargers, I think those are all really beatable defenses. On the ground, you're saying? Uh, all over. For all, oh, all for over. all of these Dallas players, oh, I okay. think. You know, I mean, even for the passing game. I think I, if Washington gets healthier, I think they've been doing – you know, I think they've been much improved this year. And the Giants, as we've seen, up and down defense. Yeah. It's an up and down defense. You don't know what to expect. I don't I don't trust them. I yeah. think that – I think that the, the, the game yesterday, I think, had a lot to do with the weather. I think okay. it had a lot to do with the Chiefs outsmarting themselves. I don't think. And Janoris Jenkins, credit to him, you know, everybody's saying he quit, and he definitely was. <laughs> looked like He looked like he was, <laughs> I know. but he played a really good game All yesterday. Right. Let's talk about Buffalo very quickly. Uh, we mentioned, um, you know, the Chargers there. They absolutely dismantled the Buffalo Bills. Nathan Peterman just imploded in his debut. Shocking. Five. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I don't think him a fifth-round rookie struggling against an elite pass rush was On a shocking. cross-country road I know. trip. I know, sir. It was not that shocking, but the way he did it, five interceptions in one half, that was, was, that was, was surprising. It was beautifully bad. It was beautifully bad. I don't even know if it was beautiful. It was just... I, it was it was awesomely bad. Like, it was impressive. It, it was impressively bad. You, it, five picks, one he half. Had, he could have had more, too. Yeah, he could have. Oh, absolutely. You know, and this is another thing, too. Why didn't the coaching staff protect him a little bit? I mean, they were running the ball pretty well. I just, I, I don't think they could protect. I don't think they could protect him from himself. <laughs> I, I, honestly, I think like watching. No, but that- give him like the Mitch Trubisky treatment. Give him the 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 uh, the the treatment they they're giving uh, Blake Bortles there you know, in Jacksonville. They, they tried. He yeah. had he had like three picks on four pass attempts. Yeah, it was just, true. Yeah, he, <laughs> I mean, he had, could, they couldn't do anything about it. Like, like, what are you supposed to do? Not have him throw ever? And I, I think know. like the first, the first pick was probably the one that was like the least his his fault. Oh, it wasn't his fault. Yeah, at all. And, yeah, and it went and through I, the but, hands of his receiver. But nevertheless, like I think once that happened, I think a little bit of like, oh no, started to started to set in with him. Yeah. Uh, and then, it, like I said, like. You just put the three picks on four pass times. Give me a break. What, it's, you, what can it's you craziness. do? It's craziness. Uh, Tyrod came in, actually put in good numbers. Um, you gave me a crazy stat yesterday, French. What's that? In in regards to Tyrod Taylor's numbers. Um, he had like 17, point, 17 fantasy points, and Peterman had negative 6.9. But the fact that he was, you nice. know, a streamable, he was a streamable quarterback, Tyrod Taylor. 
Yeah, he was like, what <laughs> yeah, was which he, uh, like, you're like, wait, what? Yeah. How is Ira? He wasn't even supposed to play. He was a streamable quarterback. He was the QB 10 at the end of Sunday with 18.12 points. He had a rushing touchdown, a passing touchdown. He did lose a fumble, 158 pass yards, 38 rush yards. And that's what you get from Tyrod. And shout out to our own James Coe here for the greatest fantasy call <laughs> of all time. This if is If you incredible. go to NFL.com <laughs> slash bold predictions, the article yes. that comes out every Friday, yeah. You will see James Coe in his bold prediction for week 11. Tyrod Taylor outscores Nathan Peterman in week 11. And the craziest part about that, too, was was I was talking about how he was going to have four interceptions or four turnovers. You said four turnovers and, and negative no points. And that's you, – you hit – you nailed it. You actually were a little too generous. I was to too him. generous. <laughs> I was too generous. And I was telling you guys yesterday, I actually thought about saying five turnovers – but I was like, who the hell has five turnovers? He's not going to go full Jake DeLome, is he? <laughs> five turnovers? Tech, I mean, I mean, James, uh, can I just say that I also outscored Nathan Peters. You did. Should have started you over him. James, I, I also outscored Nathan <laughs> Peters. In, in fact, within this one bold prediction, you hit on several other bold predictions. Okay, uh, like, uh, let's uh, look at the levels in this. Yeah, okay. All right. All you right. said Tyrod's going to outscore him. Yes, which he did. Nathan Peterman's going to go negative. Four, four oh, yeah. That happened. Okay. Four turnovers. He had five. Yes. No touchdowns. Put up, puts up a negative number. Yes. That happened. Okay. Fails so spectacularly. The coaching staff goes with Tyrod as the reliever. Boom. That happened. Okay. Maybe LaShawn McCoy goes so insano on the ground. Yeah. That happened. That happened as well. Wow. And Tyrod comes in for mop-up duty. Boom. I, I mean, I didn't even – I forgot about the whole LaShawn McCoy aspect. Of he it. was the RB1. <laughs> Unreal. <laughs> you called it all. I, I don't know how – I don't know how I did that. That's just insane. Um, but, yes, it can't was. can't trust this guy. No, you cannot. Don't trust me at all. Uh, Buffalo, again, got shredded um, defensively, though. They've got yes. KC, they've got New England, and they've got the Colts coming up in their next three games. Do Ooh, we feel a little bit. God. I know. Do New we England feel better about. Uh, oh, my God. They're going to just destroy these guys. But uh, <laughs> what What about KC, though? Because they've been, you know, up and down, but now they come in and they take on a Buffalo team. It feels like this is going to be a get-right game for KC. Yeah. Felt like this week was going to be a get-right game for KC, so it's fair to say that. I, I really do think that. Hopefully the Chiefs, the Chiefs can just get back on track of like doing what they're doing. I mean, for God's yeah. sake, say had you know in a game with high wind where it's like passing is always brought down production wise in the wind. They had freaking Travis Kelsey throwing a vertical pass what down are you the field. Doing? Like, come on, Andy, you don't. What are you? What are you, what are you doing? That what was weird. Very weird. strange. Shane Vereen also <laughs> threw a pass in that game. That was a pick. Oh, that's right. That's yeah, was that was that before the Kelsey throw? Because uh, I think it was. I think it was. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like in the first. So I guess yeah. I guess Andy was just like, oh, cute, cute Ben. I'll have my tight end. Yeah, <laughs> I'll one up you. I'll one oh, up you. you're gonna have Shane for you're gonna have a running back throw. Okay, hold my beer. Here uh, we go. I, but I do think yeah, it should be a nice get right spot for for Kansas City. Uh, by the way, Kelvin Benjamin left that game on a cart right knee injury MRI on Monday. I haven't seen an update yet on Kelvin no, Benjamin as of yet. this recording, but. Uh, again, MRI on his knee. He did leave on a cart, although he left the game reportedly uh, just heavily bandaged. Uh, I don't believe they said he had crutches or anything, so some we'll reason for optimism there. All right, Chris Thompson, no optimism here. Chris Thompson, broken fibula, gone for the season. Uh, P. Ryan, the unquestioned starter now because Rob Kelly, remember, also put on IR. Uh, let's get some projections around the horn here for Samaje P. Ryan. But first, let me just say, Chris Thompson was putting in an incredible yeah. season. An incredible season. I mean, he was a top ten running back in standard scoring leagues. Yeah. And 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 everyone says it, it's funny too. I'd get these questions. 
And um, any anytime you get fantasy questions on Twitter, other people are quick to jump in as well. But it's always the the analysis is always well, Chris Thompson if it's PPR. Guys, this guy had been a top ten running back in standard scoring league, so you can get the PPR all the way the hell out of here. <laughs> he was just a great running back. Period. He even got you a touchdown yesterday before he got injured. Indeed. If you started him, indeed, indeed. Uh, P Ryan in relief, twenty three carries, one hundred seventeen yards, a touchdown. Uh, in that game, but uh, Wizkid, we'll start with you. Your thoughts on Samaj P. Ryan moving forward? I mean, he's gonna de- by default be a weekly play. I mean, it's it's the Orleans Darkwa situation too. He's mm-hmm. going to get volume. He's going to be the lead back, but he's going to be in a way better offense than Darkwa is. Yeah, Darkwa's been producing average totals for fantasy owners, but I think you you just basically are going to have to set P. Ryan in and forget about it because. We're at a point in the fantasy season right now where, like I said, Dark was an every week starter. People are having to start like Kenyon Drake and Damian Williams and banking Ugh. on a big play or a touchdown. We're starting all three of the Patriots' backs and just praying they get into the end zone too. True. Like, P. Ryan is going to be a locked-in RB2. There's no question. All right. In, in Houston, Deontay Foreman, just an absolutely brutal injury for him. Biggest game of his rookie year, no question. 65 yards, rushing yards on 10 carries. He had two touchdowns, and on the second touchdown – Torn Achilles, gone for the season. It was terrible. Yeah, I just yeah, really I feel sucked. bad. I feel bad for Deontay Foreman. He had come a long way. Best game of his rookie campaign. Now gone for the season. We wish him the best. All right. Uh, I want to ask you guys, concern level for Kareem Hunt. 18 carries, 73 yards against the New York Football Giants. Three receptions, just four yards in the past game. Seventh consecutive week. Without a touchdown, third consecutive game in single digits in standard scoring leagues, a 68% snap share versus a 27% snap share for Charkandrick West, which, by the way, I looked through the through the games. That's a little bit less than what um, you know he had been doing in the first four weeks of the season, but it, that snap share is about in line uh, with what we saw. But, uh, again, it's not like he is just the overwhelming dominant starter here for KC in that backfield. So I'll ask you guys, and we'll start with you, franchise, um, level of concern for Kareem Hunt. It's, uh, it's getting up there. This was supposed to be a good, a good bounce-back game for him against a Giants offense or defense that had struggled to stop the run. Right. And then Kareem Hunt gets four carries in the first half. Right, yeah. four carries, and he had one yard, seven, seven, and five yards. It's not like he was inefficient, and then he had two catches there in the mm-hmm. first in the first half too. But you you can't be given your your feature back four first half carries and expect to get fantasy points out of him. I don't know what Andy Reid was doing. You know, Matt yeah. Harmon, I, I'm I'm concerned mostly because we saw Charkantrick West in the hurry up style offenses. You know, and and that is where running backs, if you're that feature guy. You get those cheap points, you love that. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And we're not getting that uh, from Kareem Hunt. Yeah, it's it's qu- quite worrisome. But, I mean, this is what it's kind of been all year with Kareem Hunt. He gets, you know, a, a handful of catches. I mean, he has four, three, four, and three over the last four games. Uh, but they don't want to put him out there because he can't pass protect. They, they trust Trek Hendrick West more. You know, they don't want to have Alex Smith getting blown up on a, on a blitz or something that Kareem Hunt doesn't pick up or he doesn't stand in there for. Um, and so the passing game usage is, is a bit of a concern. Uh, and the bigger concern is uh, is the lack of scoring chances for him. Uh, Graham Barfield from Fantasy Guru tweeted out that only 29% of Kareem Hunt's total 
several carries have originated inside the opponent's five-yard line this season. That seems that like is, an unbelievable number. Fifth fewest uh, this season. The only players with less are Doug Martin, Alex Collins, Frank Gore, and Jay Ajayi. The thing is, like, yeah, we can be concerned, but what's what are we going to go to otherwise? Nothing. Like, you can't you can't sit them. You're True. not going to drop them. Trade, yeah. de- trade deadlines are passed, or in NFL.com leagues are coming up like in a few days. So uh, yeah, it's ride stinks, or die. But you, you just got to ride or die with them. If like, you can buy them, I still enough. I think it's I think it's worth doing. I mean, they get the Bills next. Yeah. Hello. Then the Jets and then the Raiders. We'd definitely be worried if he doesn't do anything against the Bills. Yeah. Well, then you I mean you just but still. Yeah. yeah. All right. There you go. Jared Goff. Uh, played well coming into week 11, but then took on the Minnesota Vikings, 23 of 37. Okay, but 225 through the air, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. Uh, from a fantasy standpoint, not great, obviously. Jared Goff, I, I, I think he was starting to get into that territory where you might have considered him an every-week starter just because of the ballistic points that he was putting up. Mm-hmm. But maybe he's just not that guy. Maybe in bad spots, he's a terrific start. Yeah. And versus good defenses, maybe not so much. I, I, maybe it's something in between. I don't know. Um, I'd love to get think, the uh, the temperature in the room I regarding Jared Goff. That's right where he is. But you all, we also have to remember, like, this game uh, was one of those ones where a couple plays, like, went the wrong way for him that really diminished his scoring chances. Like, Cooper Cup had the fumble on the oh, one-yard line. That's right. So that took away a potential red zone oh. touchdown for him. Cup also had the drop on like a wide open play that would have taken them into the red zone, giving them another scoring chance. And they're playing they're playing a great defense. So like yeah, they were. when you lose those couple close plays like that against a great defense, it just it kind of ruins your day. You can't make mistakes like that. But I think you're right, James. Like he's a, a definite must start against bad defenses, but in spots like this, he's more of a low end starter. Like if there is a better option available to stream, go get it. Yeah. Okay. They Fair get enough. the Saints in LA next week, then they go. Is that a to- good or bad matchup? I think that's good enough for him to be in streaming consideration. Yeah. The especially because I mean the Saints should put up points, then then they should likely put up points as well too. So I think that's fine. Then they're in Arizona the week after that. I think that is a good matchup. That's a terrific matchup. Eagles in LA, probably not that great of a matchup, right. but it is at home. Then in Seattle, we'll see what we think about the Seahawks defense at that point. Right. And then week sixteen in Tennessee, and that is definitely a good matchup. I think with any of these quarterbacks, like outside of the 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 top few guys, and I don't even know who the hell that is at this point. Okay. Like, Brady and Wentz and yeah. Russ. And, Wilson. and Russ. Russ. Yeah. And, and other than those guys, like, just don't get attached to any of these options. Like, people, <laughs> and, 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 like, three weeks ago, okay. Dak Prescott would have been that one of those guys, 100%. too. Unfortunately, things have changed. So yeah. I, I just think people want to really get attached and embrace, like, one quarterback or one defense, but it's just proven time and time again yeah. the most affi- like the most optimal approach for these positions is just to stream them and cycle guys in week in and week out. Can I just say I uh, this is going to be like self props for myself, but uh, I oh, have really yeah, I know uh, look look pal I'm not Matt Harmon. <laughs> yeah, you're one yeah, to one, talk. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> Co gets one bold prediction right, and all of a sudden no. But uh, I have really enjoyed these uh, these leagues that we're doing uh, for our work leagues in regards to the six four scoring for quarterbacks. Oh, Oh, it's made it a lot more interesting. It's made it so much more interesting, and it's so much more difficult to stream quarterbacks too, though. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, yeah, you, okay, maybe you throw a Blaine Gabbard out there, and, he, and yeah, he had a great game, but you know that you're probably going to get some picks. You know what I mean? So um, the 6-4 scoring thing for me has been, has been a lot of fun, even though I've been on the bad end of many poor quarterback performances, but um, but it's been fun. So Kirk Cousins is probably another 
week, weekly starting option. He's been great. Yeah. I, I, oh, say that, I say he's that probably, just because I have him in that fantasy live league. He's probably right. He's probably the last line of defense yep. in the every, every week every starters. Week starter. And then after that, it's just cycling yeah. through. Yeah, yeah. You're right. All right, let's hit the waiver wire. Uh, Alex Gelhar writes a terrific piece every single week. You oh, can find shucks. it NFL.com slash waiver wire. Alex Gelhar, walk me through two or three names. Well, a few of the guys we haven't mentioned, obviously, P. Ryan's obviously uh, a Top guy of the to chance. add. But um, – what we should consider, too, is Alex Collins is uh, available in a lot of leagues. And while Danny Woodhead's coming back, Collins actually like played uh, 63% of the snaps. He, he saw a, a ton of touches. The, the final stat line doesn't speak to how well he played either. The, the Packers' run defense has kind of been sneakily good the last few weeks. They shut down Jordan Howard two weeks ago. They held him in check, but he ran really, really well. So he's a guy that... I mean, again, with these running back situations, gone are the days of the featured backs. Right. You want to try and get volume or guys that are going to get high upside touches. So he's in the mix. Damian Williams. Devontae Booker is a name to circle because he's starting to carve out a bigger workload in the Denver offense. Interesting. The trouble is they don't have a great offensive line. Their offense in general is pretty bad. But Booker is getting some work as a pass catcher, too. I think he should certainly be on the radar. Okay. Uh, Josh Doxson is uh, – Dude, yes. I really think the breakout game for him is coming in the next – couple of weeks Dude. because it's getting to the point I know you tweeted this Harmon but it was just obvious watching that game too Kirk Cousins is getting to the point where he's like Josh Doxson's covered nah he's open yeah and he just throws it at him because that's the skill set he I had agree. at TCU where he would be covered and he's got such great aerial abilities and such a big frame yeah. and long arms that like he's covered and he's just like nah he jumps over the guy yeah. and grabs it so I feel like it works well with Kirk Cousins skill set too I mean Kirk Cousins doesn't have the biggest arm in the whole world so him trying to like lob a deep pass over the top is is kind of difficult for him so like those the the Josh Doxson plays that he's making though it's yeah, it's perfect he's, for him he's, he's underthrowing it and he's putting enough air under it where Doxson can make a play yeah and <laughs> it's looking pretty good. And the reason why now's the time to get him is he has two favorable matchups coming up against the Giants and Cowboys. Yep. He has a tougher stretch then where he has the Chargers, Cardinals, and Broncos. But as I wrote in the column, like if he has this big blow-up game and Kirk Cousins is like, this is my guy, yeah. right. the matchups aren't going to matter with Josh Doxson because he's good just going to be able to get through them. I love it. And then uh, real quick, as a streaming quarterback option, I mentioned uh, – I think I mentioned Jacoby Brissett in this version of the you, podcast. You I did. forget if I did because <laughs> I think I mentioned him in the earlier editions. <laughs> right. But – Playing yes. the Titans next week, uh, coming out of his bye at home. It should be a good spot for uh, Jake Brisket. All right. Jake Brisket, not going to be going to the Pro Bowl, but if you'd like to vote for your players to get into the Pro Bowl, this is how you do it. The 2018 Pro Bowl, the vote is here. It's time to vote for your favorite players for the 2018 Pro Bowl in Orlando. Who do you want to see? Bruce Ellington, let's get him in there. <laughs> Help your favorite players earn a coveted spot on the Pro Bowl roster. Who will you pick? Vote today. Go to the website, nfl.com slash Pro Bowl vote. Who would you guys pick? Let's all throw out one Pro Bowl player. Uh, Bruce Huntington. L- legitimate. <laughs> Sorry. Did I, did I stutter? Um, I would just because I get tired of, of people railing on Kirk Cousins for no reason. I would I would vote for him. In. Although I don't think he's the best NFC quarterback. Uh, Adam Thielen. I was going to pick Adam yeah, Thielen. Adam Thielen for How sure. dare you? Yeah, for I, sure. I mean, I love Stefan Diggs, but he's been uh, – Their most reliable receiver, no doubt. Yeah. Oh, you know who I would vote for? Hmm? 
Mr. On Pace himself, Mark Ingram. Oh, I was, ah, great, that was going to be call. my guy, too. Him it. and Alvin Kamara. I was going to say, would you guys vote both of them in? Yes. I think you can. I think I would. They're, they're, they're dominating. I didn't see a I response, but Chris uh, Wessling tweeted at NFL Research, the two of them are on pace for over 3,000 scrimmage yards. No. Which I don't know if that's ever happened for a running back duo. There's no way that's ever happened. 3,000 3, is an astronomical number for just two players. <laughs> it's crazy. Get out of here. The thing is, you're not getting in. Uh, how many how many backs Ingram? can you send to the pro? Well, you can send one, two, two, three, whatever. But Gurley has to get a spot. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, All right, French. Who would you pick? Uh, fair enough. I was gonna say Ingram. Sorry, yeah, we, we have a chain of stealing players here. <laughs> so vote for Kareem Hunt. Maybe where's, DeAndre where's, Hopkins. Let's go. Nuke Hopkins deserves a spot, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah. I he just does. feel so bad for Nuke. Man. I know, man. He's, he's, I know. he's produced I know. I know. all these I years with these this yep. trash heap of quarterbacks. He finally yep. gets Deshaun Watson. I know. See if blowing. Like the roof off of stadiums, and then Watson gets hurt, and now Nuke is still producing, and it's just like, can we just, yeah. can we get this man some help, Seriously. please? Jordan Howard deserves some consideration when we're talking about. He does. Uh, I mean, he's second so in the NFL tough. in carries. By, oh, by the way, he's second in the NFL with in carries with 192. Yeah. First is Le'Veon Bell with 232. <laughs> He's, a, he's had he like had, 30 touches a game. He man. had like a four-week stretch where he averaged yeah. 35 touches a game. That's and, yeah, great. he also has 49 catches. I mean, that's amazing. That's it. They're real. I, I really – this is a whole side tangent, but do you guys think like they're uh, – that Pittsburgh is just like 2015 DeMarco Murray – or 2014 DeMarco Murraying? Uh, oh, they, they could be. They're just running the hell out of him into the ground and then – That'd be a weird thing to ya. do, man. It, I mean, we just we saw Dallas He's do it. So yeah, but good. see, no, but see, Dallas was see, Demarco Murray was a product. Of, by, I don't want to say a product of the offensive line, but I think Dallas trusted their offensive line more than they trusted Demarco Murray, and they thought, okay, well, we'll just get whoever we can to get come in. I don't think Pittsburgh's that yeah. way. I don't. I don't think so either. But I wonder if they if they just think well, he's they, a running back, and they, they also know they're going to have to pay him out. Yeah. A lot of money. He wants ton of money. He, he wants a lot of money, yeah, he does. He does. and yeah. they probably don't want to give I mean, what, it. What was his quote? I want to get paid like a number two wide receiver and a number one running back. Yeah, yeah. he like, wants uh, like twenty million. All right, bro, just just calm down. Okay. He's averaging three point eight yards per carry too. That, well, so. when you have two hundred and how right. many carries? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't think that mean. Like, I don't think that means he's like lost a step or anything. But I just think that they'll they'll look at it as I, they'll look at the numbers. They'll look at the numbers. They will look at those damn numbers. He doesn't have any receiving <sighs> touchdowns. Uh, NFL.com/slash Pro Bowl Volt for you to get your votes in. All right, let's talk about top performers at the quarterback position. Oh, look at this right there. Right at the top, Big Ben, speaking of Pittsburgh, versus Tennessee, 299, four touchdowns. Kirk Cousins, great game, uh, versus New Orleans, 322 and three touchdowns for him. Tom Brady, predictably in an easy spot against Oakland, put up a big line, 339 through the air, three touchdowns for him. Drew Brees, counterpart to Kirk Cousins, 385 and two touchdowns. Alex Gelhar is tilting over there. Well, because <laughs> I, I was playing fabs in the toilet bowl in the Fantasy Live League, and <laughs> – I was oh, sitting. I was sitting man. pretty with like you two were. minutes to go in the early games. Like this is great, and then Bre- Breeze. He, Fabs had Breeze and Camara. Yeah. So he ripped off that huge drive where Breeze got like over a hundred plus of his yards in like the last few minutes to come back. Kenny Stills caught a deep touchdown. I was just like, I, I'm getting smashed in that league now, unless. Somehow, Jimmy Graham and Doug Baldwin combined for about 90 points tonight. Oh, <laughs> need to basically double the total. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I did. I said on on Thursday's podcast that whoever lost this game would have to quit. So well, it's been, 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 been a pleasure yeah. working with you. Here's your pink slip, buddy. Can we talk about Big Ben though? Uh, I'd, I'd love to. I know we're getting right down to the trade deadline, and a lot of trade deadlines nope. have already passed. Uh, but nope. okay, three nope. of the next four games are at home. Nope. 
they've got Green Bay, Cincinnati, Baltimore, New England. And I'm if, saying no because nobody's trading for quarterbacks. I was just going to say, if anything, you're selling him and you're not trading for okay. him. No, but I, I don't think anybody's going to buy him from you. Also, you if him. you can. He's got a great spot against Green Bay. The Cincinnati and Baltimore games have um, classic AFC North 15-18 yeah. to 18 written no, all thanks. over them. I agree. And Patriots then, defense is tightened up. Week 16, he's going to smash against the uh, the Texans, though, because yes. their defense sucks. Yes. Well, there you go. All right, at the wide receiver position, Antonio Brown, 10 receptions, 144, three touchdowns. He was just incredible. Do we in think Juju's hurting his ceiling, though? Oh, my oh. <laughs> Yeah, he Sorry. definitely had to, is. Had to, had to troll you oh. a little bit. He definitely is. Those are always – you always have to laugh at those yeah. when you, like, bring up a topic like that, and, and then it goes the literally the next direction. opposite. Mere days <laughs> I know. after you brought it up. Whoa. It's like it's crazy. Um, although I will look, I will say though, Juju did get a couple deep balls thrown his way. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Juju like I didn't come out of that game thinking any less of Juju no. as a fantasy prospect. No, not at all. Keenan Allen breakout game, big cool. time versus Buffalo. Thirteen targets, twelve receptions on thirteen targets, one fifty nine through the air and two touchdowns. My goodness. Well. That well, came when out your of team gets five turnovers in the first half. Yeah, but still though, twelve receptions, one fifty nine and two. I mean, I that think is both touchdowns <laughs> were in the first half. They, he was done like in the fourth. Yeah, he quarter. was. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. That, it was incredible. That incredible. game really like was the definition of came out of nowhere. And I don't, I don't know. Maybe Chris can speak to this more than I can. But he came into that over his last the three previous games. He had seven, five, and seven targets, targets and he right. blows up for thirteen. Scores two touchdowns. He hadn't scored since week one. Right. Uh, it just seemed like his role was kind of being you know decreased a little but this goes to show you like i think this was one of the like things just things happen sometimes and, and keenan goes through a, 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 a slow stretch and now he's back to producing big numbers again. i do love it i do love it kenny stills versus tampa bay kenny stills ladies and gentlemen seven receptions on eight targets for 180 yards and a touchdown yeah, man. wow brandon cooks versus oakland six receptions 149 and a touch adam thielen against the rams he had six catches on nine targets and 123 yards and a touchdown as well at the running back position. Shady McCoy, 13 attempts, 114, two total touchdowns. Good game for Shady McCoy in a horrible spot. I mean, how do you just get blown out like that but still put up a great stat line? I don't know. Uh, Latavius Murray versus the Rams, 15 attempts, 95 yards, two touchdowns for him. And Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara, man. I mean, what can you say? 14 touches, 14 total touches for Mark Ingram, 155 and a touch. Uh, Alvin Kamara, 42 rush yards, 74 receiving yards, a touchdown, and a two-point conversion as well. That Both duo is just were awesome. awesome. I tweeted out the last two games, Ingram and Kamara have combined for 540 scrimmage yards and six touchdowns. <laughs> I mean, what? That's <laughs> it's outrageous. In the last two games. Just two running backs. In Insane. Yeah, man. Uh, at the tight end position, this is awesome. <laughs> Ricky Seals-Jones is your tight end one. God. Converted wide receiver. Converted he was one, too two. big and slow to play wide receiver. Yes. Played eight snaps, right, Franchise? Eight snaps. <laughs> Played eight snaps. One career target. That's great. Uh, 54 receiving yards and two touchdowns for Ricky Seals-Jones. I had heard a rumor that he was not available on the NFL.com game. He is now. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, O.J. Howard versus Miami, 52 receiving yards and a touch. Travis Kelsey, uh, 109 receiving yards. Did not get that touchdown, Touchdown streak but broke. he threw an interception. Oh, man. 
That's my biggest disappointment this week is that that touchdown streak ended. I agree. That was so 100%. fun. I wanted it, it to was. go every uh, week. What yes. if he threw a touchdown pass? Would we have counted it? Yes. As yes. Oh yeah. I would have counted oh, yeah. it. I would have counted it. I think it. you have to. Nah. No. Yeah, I think you have Why? to. Why? It's a touchdown. It's a tight end touchdown. Yes. You're, Sorry, you're the, being too the, literal. The no funds are over wow. here. Jeez. Yeah, you're being too Whatever. literal. All right, whatever. Kobe Fleener <laughs> cracked into the top ten as well. He had five catches for for ninety one yards. Yeah, ignore it. Ignore yeah, who let's, cares? Uh, yeah, let's move exactly. on. I think that doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> biggest. We just he's come, done we like just nothing. Buried no, I know. Just barely I know. even played. Just buried him. It was just immediate. Like, nah, get out of here. <laughs> well, like, I want to keep the podcast moving. I don't want to. Uh, we're already devoting too much time to Kobe Fleener. What is happening? Biggest disappointments at the quarterback <laughs> position: Alex Smith against the Giants, two thirty through the air, zero touchdowns, two interceptions. Cool. Uh, we talked about Jared Goff, two twenty-five through the air, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. I'll, I'll ask you this: Is Alex Smith done? as an every week guy because I, I got to be honest with you, I think uh, if we had this conversation two weeks ago, I don't think anybody's thinking, no, you got to play Alex Smith. I mean, he has been amazing in fantasy. I, I just wonder now, is he done as an every week starter? He's Man. done. He's done. I would say in in like the philosophy point of what we were saying earlier that you don't want to get attached to anybody but the outside the top guys, in yeah. that sense, yes, he is done. But okay. his schedule coming up of Hit the me. Bills, the, the Bills. Jets, the Raiders of oh. the next three weeks. Fire him up. And then the Chargers is a little bit of a tougher spot uh, in week 15. But then the Dolphins in week 16. Hello. I mean, look. I, you, hold on to him. That's a good run. I think you hold on to him. Great. You probably play him in the majority of those games. Great. Sure. Great. Great. I like it. Running back position, disappointments. Doug Martin versus Miami, 19 carries, 38 yards. I know he's the talking point, but just I don't know. I don't know. We'll talk about it. Isaiah Crowell versus Jacksonville, 11 carries, 18 yards. Um, Jack, and this was the funny thing. We had talked about this uh, on the NFL Fantasy Live show. I had a tough decision to make between Isaiah Crowell and, and LeGarrette Blunt in my mind because um, I wanted to get a piece of that Philadelphia offense. Meanwhile, I know that Jacksonville's FPA versus running backs was pretty good. But I wasn't buying, man. Yeah, you they've changed. I, mean? I think they've changed. And plus, how many scoring opportunities was Cleveland really going to get against Jacksonville? Well, Duke Johnson scored. It's a yeah. the side point from from far away. But yes, true. Side point though, just just on that note, like this is a really important time to like be very wary of like season to date numbers because it's yes. it's the same thing we're seeing like everybody talk like people on the broadcast about like, all the yards that the Patriots have given up or whatever like no that defense is is a different unit now oh for and, sure and these things like things change in the NFL yep. Jacksonville was a team that was a, and they still allow a high yards per carry on the season but they they're a different run defense now I agree um, Adrian Peterson versus Houston I wasn't sure how that was going to go but uh, 14 carries 26 yards obviously did not go very well uh, again Peterson has been a guy if if you're just following along but Peterson had had been a guy that had been really good in great matchups and really, really bad in bad matchups. I didn't know what to think about the Houston matchup, whether that was good or bad, because but Texas you know, been front had been, had been pretty good at slowing down the running game, though. I think they kind of held Todd Gurley in check. Jadevian Clowney is just wrecking fools on the offensive line, which is like sad too, because you're like, could you imagine like we him we were like, Watt and Whitney merciless. merciless, we were like, man, that's gonna be oh, so great, man. and now it's just all on him again. So the Eagles are, I mean, not the Eagles, the the Texans are like just watching a tragic play, like just fill out the rest of the year. Like just that's fine. Like this is all very everything about this is sad because it's not what it should be. I hear that. Uh, all right, so let's talk about Doug Martin. What do you think here? Fifth straight game. Eight or less points. Abandoned ship. <laughs> He's 
averaging 2.2 yards per carry over his last two games. Yeah. Uh, he has not looked great, obviously, the last yeah. two games. Hasn't scored, a, hasn't scored a touchdown since week six. He's averaged over four yards per carry exactly once this year, and uh, he hasn't crossed 75 yards rushing. Like, oh! It's wow. – it's and it's bad. This offense isn't great. He's getting volume, but he can't even produce. So yeah. like, I'm I'm done. Yeah, the volumes done, there. Yeah. This was a a matchup where he should have produced. The Dolphins were allowing right uh, the eighth most fantasy points per game to running backs over the last two weeks. They had given him five touchdowns to running backs, two to Marshawn Lynch, and then three last week to the Panthers. Sure. And I wrote Martin up in my FedEx Aaron Ground because I thought he was going to smash because he's been getting the volume and he just was a complete dud. And they're still rotating in three other backs yeah, behind him. Yep. Charles Sims, Jaquiz Rogers, and Peyton Barber. Peyton Barber, baby. What's going on here? Like, Let's go. I, I would rather roll the dice with uh, Kenyon Drake like on any given week. Yeah. More, oh, more no. upside, I well, would say. Listen, okay. this is – this enough, it, takes, it takes one rush fair for enough. Drake to outrush what Martin yeah. has done for yeah. like I hear what you're saying. No, I, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Yeah, all right. Martin was – he's like the – he's another example of the worst kind of fantasy back to own is because he's a two-down banger on a trash offense. You know, we talked about that stat with Kareem Hunt earlier in terms of percentage of carries inside the five-yard line. Yeah. Martin is behind Kareem Hunt for the fourth fewest, <laughs> and he's caught seven passes all year. He does not. He's not an asset in the passing game, so he has no floor. Get it? Well, no, he's done. Ma- We're done. Martin's trash offense has won their last two games. <laughs> they're they're with still Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick at the helm. It's disgusting. I don't put know some, what's going put on. Put some respect. I, put some spec on his name. Man. E- eat a W. All right. Um, that is okay. so dis- that is so disgusting. By yeah. the way, please. For they the eat. Love they of eat God, in two that Ws. Is so garbage. All right, let's move on. A right. W shaped uh, donut. Disappointment. Wide receivers. Golden Tate versus Chicago. Just four targets. Cool. Just three receptions. Yeah, Thirty. That was kind yards. of a shock. I mean. Wasn't it though? You're like four he'd been yeah. so he'd been so consistent yeah. for like what five six weeks. Mm-hmm. I just didn't. I was I was very surprised. He by was that. Nice on things. Thursday, he was like the only guy on the lines. I was like, yeah, definitely. Oh yeah, <laughs> we all were. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Just, and, then, and then it was Marvin Jones who who had the best game. Yeah, give me that. Get out of my life. So crazy. Uh, Stephon Diggs versus the Rams. He had six targets, four receptions, thirty two yards. Jordy Nelson, six targets, two receptions, 24 yards. I'll ask you this, Alex Kelhart. Jordy has had 35 or less receiving yards in five of his last six games. Is he playable I feel like forward? I thought we talked about this like weeks ago that you could drop him. I don't know why we're, pour, we're pouring salt into my wounds here bringing oh, up Jordy God. Nelson's struggles. I didn't think he was a drop. Down with your privilege. Salt. You just said <laughs> with your privilege. 35, <laughs> 35 or fewer yards in five or six games. How is that not a drop? I believe he has 92 yards combined in all Brett Hundley's starts. He's a drop. Okay. No, you can't start him. Okay, fair enough. Tight end, disappointments, Gronk versus Oakland. That sucked. This one hurt. Three targets, three receptions, 36 yards in a game that Tom Brady went ballistic. But, I mean, he went other places, so there you go. Evan Ingram, this one is just, I mean, shocking. Yeah. One catch, nine yards, six receptions. Sterling Shepard didn't play. Yeah. Sterling Shepard didn't play. How the hell did Evan Ingram get six targets? To be fair, that that led the team. Oh, that uh, the, the uh, Giants also did not have any uh, any receivers, pass catchers go over sixty yards in this game. So uh, they just they couldn't they didn't couldn't really do anything through the air. Man, six targets, nine yards, not 
good. Uh, let's talk about every damn game. Baltimore taking on Green Bay. Uh, let's focus on that Baltimore side because, quite frankly, there's not a lot to talk about on the Green Bay side. Alex Gellhart, what do you got? Well, the two things worth note of Green Bay real quick. Okay. Devontae Adams, again, 10 targets, 8 catches, 126 yards. He's the only playable yeah, they've, they've asset in the pass offense. For sure. And Jamal Williams saw a ton of, uh, ton of volume. Um, he had 18 carries, 57 yards. Not a great stat line. Baltimore is a good run defense, but okay. the volume is going to be there in the future. For Baltimore, this offense is bad. It's bad, bad but baby. there's a few playable assets. The What sucked was in the passing game, we thought Jeremy Macklin yeah, had been cooking was and was going to get going, but he got five targets. Mike Wallace had four. Wallace got the touchdown. Danny Woodhead it, saw six targets. was the second most on the team, so certainly somebody to look at on the waiver wire, maybe pick up, especially yeah. in PPR leagues. 100%. Um, he only had one carry for two yards, but if he's getting his five, six catches a game. In, if he gets uh, healthier, man. It'll, it'll be a good thing. And then Alex Collins ran really well. I think, like we said, the final stat line, 20 for 49, doesn't look that great, but he's he's a guy to play. All right, Detroit taking on Chicago. Matt Franchise, what do you got? We got a Tariq Cohen sighting, guys. <laughs> yeah, what? What week is this? Week two? Nine touches, 59 <laughs> yards, and a touchdown. He now has <laughs> Okay, Fox Mulder. <laughs> he now has two touchdowns in his last three games. I think he played 49% of the snaps, which was a uh, – I think – I don't know if it was his highest all year, but highest in weeks. Meanwhile, Jordan Howard, 15 carries, 125 yards, and a touchdown. Kind of could predict Jordan Howard would go off against the Lions' run defense, which hasn't been good, but he has 15 carries now in each of his last two games after he was averaging like 20-plus boom, boom, boom. The, the month previous. So his volume has gone down, while Mitchell Trubisky, they've kind of opened things up for him to throw more. So maybe they're not going to lean on Howard as much. They're rotating Cohen, and the Benny Cunningham's getting some work too. So it's a weird situation there you're still gonna Jordan Howard's RB1 but they play the Eagles next week so it's a tough matchup for the indeed Chicago running backs uh I don't want anything to do with Dontrell Inman uh (laughs) there you go fair enough okay uh Rams taking on Minnesota in Minnesota leading wide receiver Robert Woods left that game in a sling he's got a shoulder injury Matt Harmon what else you got disappointing loss for my Rams uh (laughs) disappointing (laughs) loss for uh Robert Woods if he has to miss time I mean he's easily been their best receiver uh I think that could mean good things for Sammy Watkins though okay Cooper Cup Cooper Cup get some targets I think those guys would benefit obviously from a Woods injury um, as we mentioned with Jared Goff, I mean, this game was very indicative of the fact that you just don't want to play him in uh, against the bat. Against good plus matchups, yeah. Um, and on the Vikings side, I mean, they continue to roll on with Case Keenum. I think obviously a disappointing effort from Stefan Diggs, but Keenum only, I think his intended air yards on his pass attempts was the second fewest uh, of starting quarterbacks in week 11. So I think they just really weren't working downfield. And I mean, even Thielen's big play was like a long catch and run. Yeah. Um, so I'm not like freaking out about anybody in this offense. I think it's a real good scoring unit and we should continue to play um, everybody from them. I think both backs you can play. Yeah. You know, I think obviously Latavius Murray's the touchdown threat. Right. Uh, Jarek McKinnon still had five catches. So if you play him in PPR, PPR. I mean, that's not going to kill you. Nope, not at all. Pates, Pates, Pats, Pates. The Pates, the Pates, taking on the Oakland Maris. (laughs) Maris. Maris. Alex Gelhart, what do you got in Mexico City, pal? Uh, Once upon a time, there was a hero who slayed the demon known as Bellatrix. His name was Dion Lewis. Unfortunately, that hero went away, and the nightmarish hell beast known as Bellatrix rose (laughs) once again. However, like any good story, Dion Lewis has returned to vanquish the beast for once once and for all. Seriously, Dion Lewis has been legit in fantasy the last couple weeks. He's awesome. He's awesome. And he's getting he's getting valuable carries. He's getting some work in the passing game now. He's scoring. Uh, he's an every week starter. Uh, yep. You know who doesn't have a lot of every week starters? The Oakland Raiders. 
That oh, offense yeah. is bad. Uh, as Harmon and I were talking about last night, uh, when you, one of your most reliable pieces is Jared Cook. Jared Cook has been like their most – I mean, Michael Crabtree too, but Jared Cook's been their most consistent offensive player. That's that's bad. That's not good. Like, you want Jared Cook to be a nice, like, oh, man, yeah, we got Jared Cook. This can be a good Jared Cook game. Not yeah. like, Jared, please get us 70, <laughs> 70 to 100 yards right. so we're not going to move We're really football. relying on you. Uh, so this is a tough – I mean, the Pats defense is playing a lot better, but it's unless it's extremely favorable matchups, it's going to be tough to trust a lot of these Oakland players. Yeah. Uh, and then it, we enough hasn't been said about Brandon Cooks turning into, like, a super consistent yeah. player for yeah. the Patriots. Like, every week starter, the guy's getting good right, targets. Dude. He's getting good yardage. You're right. And this was a big blow-up game for him, which was kind of predictable because the Oakland secondary yeah. is so damn slow for sure. that you put a, a guy like Brandon Cooks against him. I mean, he had – I think he had at least two catches over 50 yards in this game. Belichick was talking him up after the game. And uh, and Gronk had kind of a quiet game, but this is he just did. one of those Patriots games where they're like, the secondary is incredibly slow. We're going to attack them with Brandon Cooks and everybody right. else. And that's what go. happened. If you'd like to talk about privilege, and I always like to talk Pat's about privilege. privilege. The, if you want to talk about Patriots, Privilege. Their closing schedule: okay. Dolphins, Bills, Dolphins, Steelers, Dolphins, Jets. Wait, you said Dolphins three times. Uh, sorry, Dolphins, uh, Bills, Dolphins, Steelers, Bills, okay, got Jets. It. Okay, got What's you. the difference? I don't. What's I the difference not. between the Dolphins and the Bills? Some cupcakes. Uh, a lot of cupcakes. <laughs> that does, those are all bad defenses. <clears throat> They're gonna <clears throat> smash the rest of the way. Right. Steelers. All right, Washington well, yeah, taking on the New Orleans Saints in the Big Easy franchise. What do you got? Well, we talked about the Washington backfield. Sad, Did. sad about Chris Thompson. Yep, Add yep, yep. P. Ryan, yep, yep. Vernon Davis, sixty-seven yards. Doxson led the team with eighty-one yards. Jamison Crowder had another high-volume game. Seven targets, seventy-two yards. Uh, was kind of predictable. The Saints had been giving up big games to slot wide receivers. I think he's cleared, what, 70 yards in each of his last three games, 72 right? or more in each of his last three games and 13, 11, and 8 mm-hmm. targets. So That's he's becoming good. a reliable high-volume option This there. is This is Jameson Crowder we expected to see. 100% yeah. Yeah. of the season. Yeah. 100%. That just disappeared for like seven weeks. Yeah. It, it was, it's weird. So um, there you go. And then on the Saints side, Ingram and Kamara dominate. Breeze pop back up. Michael Thomas, six for 91. You know, okay. safe floor every week. Just back to his consistency. Yep. Yeah. KC taking on the Giants. Focus on the Giants side for me since we pounded KC into the dirt, Matt Harmon. So about the Chiefs. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what is there to say about the Giants? I mean, the Giants, yeah, what, what is there to say? Orleans Dark was a nice floor play because Indeed. he's getting volume. Uh, the pass catchers without Sterling Shepard are a bit of a nightmare. This is kind of the first thing Roger Lewis has done all year, and I'll be free. He had a free. sick It was catch. a great catch, but I'll be free to ignore it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> very good. Bucks <laughs> taking on Miami in Miami. Jay Cutler concussed in that game. Matt Moore came in in relief. He played okay. Alex Gilhar, your takeaways. Uh, uh, I mean, Mike Evans came back and had a decent game. Uh, I'm getting a little concerned about Cameron Brait. Uh, yeah, he's losing with Fitzpatrick. More. He's losing more. The Harvard connection should be working out, but it's not. He's been losing a little more work of late to uh, O.J. Howard, who continually finds himself wide open against uh, opposing secondaries. I don't know how it happens every week, but it does. And then, I mean, the Dolphins side, we, we know what this offense is. The backfield's completely hit or miss. You're hoping for a big play or a touchdown. Uh, this week it was Damian Williams who had it. Jarvis Landry has been super consistent. I think he set a career high in receiving touchdowns. Yes, now. yes. Six now, six. which is six. a career high, yes. Uh, and this was a big stills game. Parker will probably have more big games going down the stretch. I don't know what else to say. We, we, oh, had, oh. A, we had a uh, – I threw out a, a trivia question. I, I didn't know how many yards uh, Jarvis Landry had. I knew he had like 70 receptions, and I thought maybe he had like – I don't know, like 500 or 600 yards coming in, and I was actually shocked by how low that yardage total was. 
It was what was it? It was sub five hundred, right? Yeah, four seventy two. Four seventy two. Coming in, coming in to week eleven. He <laughs> With cur- what? He, seventy seventy on seventy receptions. Yeah, he currently that's sets amazing. At five well, no, five sixty seven on sixty on sixty seven catches. Um, by the way, Adam Gase said that whenever Jay Cutler returns healthy, there's health, healthy. There's no reason to think he won't be my no quarterback. No reason. I can think of a few reasons. I, I can think of many reasons. Adam Gase, by the way, right at the top of my as I was listening off to Alex last night. Yeah. The my sick of him list. Sick of Adam yeah. Gase. Yeah. I want him gone. What? I'm done. I'm what? done with Adam Already? Gase. Already? I mean, it's oh, on the two yeah. seasons. Colors yeah. I'm, like, I'm way, way done with Gase. Color? I mean, no, they had, they had so many sideline shots in that game where Gase just had the face like, wow, this is going terrible, but none of it's my fault. Yeah, well, I mean, he's, I, he's, he's said as much. I am completely absolved of any blame in this situation. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, you're supposed to be an offensive guru and your offense is the, the worst thing I, I've ever seen. Well, yeah, Cutler threw for like 83 yards and three picks in the first half. He was trying and to then, out Peterman, Peterman. And then Matt Moore, <laughs> Matt Moore comes in and throws for 282 yards in two quarters. Yeah. Jay Cutler's thrown for over 282 yards once in an entire game all season, <laughs> so and Matt Moore did it in two quarters. And, and then, here's and here's the thing, and you can't put like. Well, you got to give Adam Gase a pass because he has Jay Cutler as his quarterback, and Jay Cutler's underperforming because that's. Your fault that's there, Adam Gase. That's, that's true. Your fault that Jay Cutler's yeah, there. Yeah, bro. You pulled him out of the booth. That's yeah, right. you pulled him out of the booth. You could have just rode with Moore the whole time. Could have rode oh. with Moore. Could have signed another veteran, anything like that. Could have th- signed Nathan Peterman. <laughs> well. <laughs> Arizona taking on Houston franchise. What do you got? Larry Fitzgerald. Doesn't matter who this guy's quarterback is. He yeah, mashes, dude. dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Nine yeah, dude. catches, ten targets, 91 yards, and a touchdown. Talk about doesn't matter. Larry, Talk about Larry great Fitzgerald and Nuke, man. Just I, that's what I'm yeah. saying. You know I could I, mean? I could go out there and each of them would get like nine catches for, for yards real. As long as, you, as long as you throw and, at them 15 times. And I think late last week news broke that Larry extended yeah. a one-year one one contract, year. so yeah. he'll be back next year, guys. That's amazing. Um, and Unbelievable. Then on the Houston side of the ball, Bruce Ellington. Bruce Harmon's oh, guy. Six Pro for Bowl. 60 something. Pro Bowl. Led Pro the Bowl, team with go. six receptions, 63 yards. Hopkins had nine targets, 76 yards, and a touch. Lamar Love Miller it. caught a touchdown pass. He'll probably see all the volume with Dante Foreman out. Let's so. go. Let's go. Sunday Night Football, Philadelphia taking on Dallas. We've broken down Dallas quite a bit, but if you could focus on the Philadelphia side, please. Maris. Maris. <laughs> Maris. I don't know that we've spent enough time breaking down the name of the current Cowboys starting. Right. I think that's Alfred Maris. Maris. Maris is Maris. a Maris. No, it's uh, Maris. On on the real though, I don't know that I really appreciate you telling me what I should focus on. I, but I, I, it, says, I, I, it says please. Mm, you don't have to. It says please. Uh, anyways, so on the Eagles side, <laughs> the backfield was definitely a total <laughs> split, and I I don't know that we have any reason to think until we see it happen that Jay Ajayi is going to suddenly just take this place over. Uh, he had seven carries, did rip off a nice seventy-one yard. Uh, run so he obviously and this is the second week in a row he's ripped off a big play so you can play Jay Ajayi but just know that Blunt's got 13 carries Corey Clements out there 650 yeah, right. and a touch uh, I was even, surprised by the Corey Clement usage actually because how about the Kenyon Barnard touchdown oh my god <laughs> why? I love it why I know I know people hate Jeez. that I do this but I really enjoy that's like my new favorite bit is let, I'm happy for Kenyon Barnard no no <laughs> let, let, let me say this though let me say this Doug Peterson I think that's a great coaching move it really is yeah. because he got him all the way down there, and instead of going to Blunt or or Ajayi or whatever it might be, he said, "Young fella, go get me." That, that was an awesome catch. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah, that was really cool. So yeah, I, I think Barnard. that was a good coaching move. Yeah, 
good for good for them. Um, good for them. <laughs> and in the passing game, I mean, it was kind of a lot of what we've yeah. we've seen. Jeffrey Alshon Jeffrey is starting to Dude, yes. uh, really get cooking. Hundred percent. So like you can argue whether that touchdown was a touchdown or whatever last night, but I mean, he has seven, eleven, eight, six, ten targets his last uh, his last five games. Yep. Uh, and he's he's coming around. He man. has uh, he has four touchdowns in the last three. So I mean, things are really starting to turn around. And he came Alshon. into this with an ankle injury. He was That's like right. not expected you know questionable coming into this game all right jags browns i'll skip bills <laughs> yeah. lo- bills chargers i think we've talked about extensively and cincinnati denver they played was the middle of watching that game i just like in the fourth quarter i'm like i don't think i'll be watching this right. this one on game i don't think i'll be watching back. this one this again this week like i don't think pass. there's anything i need to see in this game that matters. Yeah. Nope. There you go. So let's do daily daps. 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 Alex Gelhar, get us started. Uh, all right. Got a couple things. First, I want to dap uh, the I, cinema. The you sing- shut up. The cinema. Uh, <laughs> so d- in amidst all the Tyrod Taylor lunacy, Mina Kimes wrote a great piece like two weeks ago called The Great Debate About Tyrod Taylor. Oh, okay. I actually finally read it last night because uh, some people were resurfacing it, and then I tweeted it out this morning. Really good read. Just What's about the crux of it? Well, it's just it's the Tyrod Taylor debate about how, like, even two weeks ago, despite all that Tyrod Taylor had done for Buffalo, like, people were like, yeah, but he's not that good. Like, you know, them in the, the fans and stuff and the coaching staff's what? moves. But, like, the, there were great quotes in there about the players defending him, though, and, like, Shady McCoy. And it was kind of funny to read the article and look back at that game and, like, Shady's reaction once Tyrod was back in and stuff and how they played. And it's just a really good piece and how about how he's such an enigmatic quarterback. And it's like – in all the struggles they've had with him, because it's like, yeah, sure, his record is 19 and 16 as a starter or whatever, and he has some. Nobody's saying he's a top five quarterback, but also it's like that that franchise has never put anything around him or done anything to suit his skills, and yeah. it's just, it was a really good look. What's a very a player we all hold near and dear to our fantasy hearts, like but for me, Tyrod Taylor and Kirk Cousins just so disrespected in this yeah, league. Yeah, for absolutely no and reason. And it 100%. just it just made me read it. It made me appreciate Tyrod. Uh, Mina Kimes is a great writer, and it was also just like, man, I w- I hope Tyrod gets a chance to be a starter again next year. Oh yeah. Uh, also. I'm oh, no. only about halfway through this. Actually, probably not even halfway. But okay. uh, the Hollywood Reporter did an oral history on Mr. Plow, which I think uh, aired 25 years ago. Okay. The, the Simpsons episode. Oh, on, it's one of the. It's like a top, I know that one. It's like a yes. top five, top three yes. Simpsons episode. Yes. I know ever. that one. It's yes. so good. So they it did is. an oral history about like the whole the Inception really? episode and getting it and stuff like that. And I was just under it. It was really interesting because oh, I mean, like cool. back in that time, Conan O'Brien was writing on uh, oh, the Simpsons and. Nice. They had Adam West guest star, and it was in the early portions of The Simpsons. I mean, it was, like I said, it was like 20, 25 years yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah, But that was really interesting. And then last Daily Dap uh, goes out to Malcolm Young, the uh, uh, rhythm guitarist from ACDC, passed away over the weekend. Mm. And uh, love or hate ACDC, that guy, like rhythm guitar is like the most underrated. It's like offensive guard in football. It's okay. the most underrated <laughs> part of any, pa- of any band. <laughs> but – like, there is probably no more famous rhythm guitarist than Malcolm Young because he made – and ACDC in general got so much mileage out of so few chords. Yeah. But, like, there are, there are so many iconic riffs that he created out of exactly ADG and uh, occasionally some E as well. But, like, they – or we said E. Every I'm losing d- my mind. But every now and again. He was, he was awesome. And I was e like – E minor? When he, uh, when he passed away, I just was uh, – I was at home and I put up Spotify and I just put – I pulled up ACDC and just hit shuffle. And I was like, man – 
Like there were, they, they just had some jams and were such a great rock band. And it's sad to have him uh, have him go, but there you go. Uh, appreciate him and all he did for rock music. I nice. like it. Uh, I will daily dap Tyrod Taylor uh, and really daily dap Nathan Peterman for imploding. Thank you <laughs> for your bold prediction, <laughs> <laughs> dude. By the way, Matt Harmon, holy hell, your tweet has just gone crazy. Yeah, really. Thank thank you for uh, letting me ride your coattails to Twitter fame. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, your Twitter cold, fame is bro. Exposed. Yeah, Old Takes Exposed got in on it, too. Oh, my uh, God. Let me take a look now. 443 okay. retweets, yes. 1,413 likes. Is that uh, is that – that's got to be up there, or if not the most, or up there in terms of, like, engagement for you? Let's oh, look no. At the, you, had, you had that I mean, Richard bro. Sherman one from a couple years that ago? That was a couple of years ago. That was a good uh, one. But, yeah, Amazing. that had, like, like that had like 1,500. I mean, Kobe, you called the biggest meltdown of, of like, yeah, that's the decade. <laughs> But no, like seriously, you, as we talked about you swished like every part of yeah. it. Yeah, that was, that was weird. In terms of impressions, uh, looking, okay. I'm looking at the numbers. Oh, right. you're looking <laughs> at them. Oh, why? <laughs> hell yeah. In okay. terms of impressions, that is uh, fourth right now for me uh, in history uh, over the last uh, I think month. Twelve months. Oh, the last wow. twenty. The last twenty-eight days. Okay. Fourth. <laughs> yeah. Well, wow, dude, I'm real you. popular. No, actually, Carson, <laughs> Carson Wentz is real popular. My top two ones are both about Carson Wentz, oh, okay. and that's just like Eagles fans will just. Take that and run wild on <laughs> oh, Twitter yeah, the, with it. The just, Wentz hive is yeah, passionate. Drop it, just drop oh, it on yeah. people left and right. That's great. Uh, I will undap the the hot chip challenge or the one chip challenge that I had to do on Sunday. Oh my lord, that one, it was painful. Uh, I mean, I, you toughed it out, man. I did. I, well, we I tried. Yeah, it was. I heard it was there was a big buzz in the uh, in the uh, in the newsroom. I would have been to. really upset at Akbar if he held the the milk away as long as he did. <laughs> that was rough. That was mean. I, yeah, that I, was that I, was really not necessary. I got a lot of that on uh, on Twitter, like, bro, what is Akbar doing? Yeah, yeah. I, it was funny though to me because I wasn't. Um, I actually wasn't that upset about it because he and I. He and I are actually friends, you know what I mean? Um, and so, like, prove it. Uh, yeah, I know. I and I know, <laughs> and, and I know that, and I know he would. And the other thing about Akbar too is like he would never do anything mean spirited. He was just doing it for entertainment. Value. Yes, he was yeah. doing it for entertainment it was, it was value. For but it came off. Yeah. As being I was like, a bully, oh, right? Give him the milk. He's dying. <laughs> the best part was though was dying. you were like. Oh, I'm good. I'm good. Let's go. Let's yeah, go. Roll, 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 roll the teleprompter. Yeah. And then three minutes later, you oh. were like in the corner <laughs> chugging milk. <laughs> it was so bad. Um, the thing about the hot chip challenge, I got so – you get – there's so much pain involved. My When I left the stage at the end of the show, my legs were wobbly. Wow. It was it was crazy. Yeah. It was great. And the and, and I told you guys this too, but the worst part about it was that for about four hours after I was uh burping up chocolate milk flavored ghost Carolina Reaper that's, chip that's gross. flavor. Yeah. yeah, nasty. It was awful. Uh so undaps to the mm. to the one chip challenge. All right, franchise, what do you got? I'm gonna daily daps our social media team for helping us recreate this gif. Oh yeah. The uh oh, the yeah. rap battle gif. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think Gilhar dropped it yesterday from the NFL fantasy handle. Beautiful. Yeah, I did. And it came out amazing. I, I dropped it in regards to Blaine Gabbard. No, <laughs> yeah, <people>. yeah. <laughs> the feeling when you said screw the haters and stream Blaine Gabbard on your fantasy squad and like Marcus is like the guy yeah, who yeah, like smart. just dropped the rap and like I'm Great. It was well Everyone's done. freaking out. It, it was well it was well created. Yeah, and then I'm well also done. gonna daily app a show I've been watching called Broad City on Hulu. Broad City, baby. It's uh, I think it it's Comedy Central show. It's about yes. two girls who live in Brooklyn, 
and like I lived in New York City for a few years, so a little near and dear to you. Yeah, yeah, some of the humor is like maybe you might not really get the jokes unless you actually live in New York City. Uh, but it's hilarious. Okay. I think it's three seasons. They're only half an hour episodes, so you can you can crush it. I them. haven't watched the most recent season, but I've watched some in the past, and it's a very funny show. So funny. Matt Harmon, what do you got? I'm a Daily Dap. All of the great uh, places I've now been going to around Palms now that I've moved, including most recently the uh, King Donut across the street oh, from King me. Donut very, is, is the best. Very good donuts yeah, there. King Donut I, I is can very confirm good. that okay. is. So I'm enjoying. Uh, <laughs> Your shrinking bubble. Yes, my shrinking bubble. I don't go anywhere that's not two miles from my apartment. <laughs> um, so daily is daps. Is this a daily daps yourself again? Yeah. No, jackass. I think so. I think so. I think so. I said the places around me. I think so. Yeah. I think it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah they didn't yeah. pop up. Like I didn't build them. You <laughs> freaking moron. Not my narrative. <laughs> Producer Chris, what do you got for us, pal? You know what, man? I'm gonna dab our vets. Because nice. I was at the game yesterday. Donnie Edwards, former Chargers linebacker, does awesome work with our vets. And there were 11 World War II vets at the game. Okay. And it was just so awesome to see them at the game and so excited to be there. And Casey Hayward had two interceptions yesterday. He actually gave one of his uh, interception balls to one of the vets after the game, signed the ball for him. And it was just it was just cool to see that whole dynamic, man. It was just, you know, props to our vets, the real heroes. Right, there cool. you go. All right, closing so, out the show yeah. on a positive note. I yes. love it. Salute to service. There you go. That's Salute the show, baby. Let's run it. Maris. It is. Maris. It's Alfred Maris. Maris. I'm James Coe. Uh, <laughs> Matt Franchise. Matt Harmon, Alex Gellar, and producer Chris. And, of course, Alfred Maris. Maris. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you Thursday. Maris. See you later. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.